everybody welcome back to another episode of the control room podcast i got my guy ramiro here i'm back man i've been hiding in a bunker uh inspecting my bunker Mm -hmm. uh thanks for uh having me man allowing me to share this platform with you yeah man uh we're here today to you know react to dave Chappelle's latest netflix special uh 846 uh, it's a random, unannounced special that just got dropped. I remember a friend of mine, Rafi, a fr- friend of the show, actually, who sent it to me. I think you might have sent it to me as well. Yeah, but it was like within the span of five minutes, and I was actually in the process of recording uh, the previous podcast with Duran. I was like, oh, shit, what is this? You know, and it's really Dave Chappelle. It's not really a comedy special. It's really just I would him. call it a sermon. Yeah, it's not, he's really just—he's given his thoughts on you know the you know current state of America, the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, a couple of things stuck out to me about this episode, but I'm curious, man, because I haven't had you on for a minute. Like your thoughts, like what jumped out about you about this episode, and your thoughts for like what's going on in the world today. Wow, where do we begin? I mean, we'll begin with the special. Uh, well, uh, the Chappelle special, I mean, very insightful. Um, I mean, the evolution of, uh, uh, as a comic that you see in him, I was just, uh, mentioning you earlier that he kind of uh, has like a Paul Mooney, mm-hmm. uh, kind of, uh, Paul Mooney nature of comedy where it's not so much about making you laugh. Mm-hmm. It's more about making you think it's like pretty in- insightful. Yeah. And uh, Paul Mooney's one of his mentors, right? Because he was on the Chappelle show. I think, times. yeah, I think when he was coming up as a as a young mm-hmm. comic, uh, he was mentored by uh, many comics, but Paul Mooney was very yeah. influential. And you, you can you can see it in his in his uh, in his comedy. Uh, in the evolution. The evolution, yeah. I mean, he uh, he's brilliant, man. I mean, uh, <laughs> the way he connects uh, everything. I had to watch it. Uh, twice because first time I watched it, uh, you know, I was expecting, you know, a comedy special, typical yeah. Dave Chappelle. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously, with everything that's going on, um, you know, there's more important things to talk about, and I think he really um, he lays it out in a fashion where, you know, you you come away uh, <laughs> just. You know, it, it, in a way, it's kind of sad, you know, everything that's going on. But the way he connects everything, uh, you know, when he mentions that uh, he was born at 846 a.m. Mm-hmm. And uh, he draws that parallel that, you know, George Floyd, you know, was on the floor for eight minutes and 46 uh, seconds. Um, and then he moves on to uh, draw the parallel with uh, the Kobe Bryant uh, mm-hmm. dying uh, the was it the night of the Grammys? Yes. Where he he decided not to show up. Um, I think that was eight twenty four. He's they, uh, pretty sad about the whole thing. Both of Kobe's jerseys, yeah. number eight and twenty four. And uh, ironically enough, uh, Dave Chappelle was born on August twenty four. Mm-hmm. So obviously, uh, Dave Chappelle uh, is into numerology. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's one thing I took away from it. Um, but overall, man, the social consciousness. Um, you know, just to be so raw, you know, it, 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 it's almost like, you know, he just went up there and shared, you know, his soul. Yeah, with shared you, what was you on know, his, typically, what was on his heart. yeah, typically comics, you know, have, um, you know, a, a system where, where they try out 
jokes at different uh, comic uh, comedy venues. But obviously, uh, given uh, the pandemic, comics aren't able to go to comedy clubs and kind of get feedback from the audience and kind mm. of uh, decide what they're going to use in their act and whatnot. So this was just, yeah, raw would be, you know, the one word to describe it. Um, just raw emotion. Um, I mean, you could hear the uh, emotion in his voice, you know, and, and uh, the frustration of, uh, you know, how just how much more we have to go, you know, to mm. to truly have equality, you know. Yeah. Um, this whole notion of, you know, post-racial America that people talked about, you know, when Obama became president, mm -hmm. as if, you know, racism was going to disappear. Uh, no, it's obviously uh, present, Very you know, present. Uh, and, and uh, in many forms, uh, uh, fashion, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, I mean, for crying out loud, we have, you know, kids in cages, mm -hmm. you know, and, you um, you know, these are brown children. If they were white children, I doubt that people would be okay with that. Not at all. And uh, so, yeah, it's just a troubling time. Uh, but I think um, these things, um, you know, these things, the only way you can fix these things is by having dialogue. And I think the problem is, is that people um, are afraid to talk about race, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I never quite understood that because how are you going to fix things if you don't have an honest dialogue? Because certain yeah. people don't want to fix that's it. That's the problem. Think, I don't think there is See, a problem. Well, that's the problem. They're oblivious. Either they're oblivious yeah. or it makes them feel uncomfortable. Um, the way I look at it is you really shouldn't be afraid to talk about race. If you're not racist, then you shouldn't you know, be afraid to talk about race. Like mm -hmm. That's the only way that these things... You know, you know, get any better. Obviously, you know, there's uh, laws that have to be put into place, you know, in order to uh, even the level the playing field, so to speak. Mm -hmm. But um, I don't know. I, I have, you know, I have a, a unique perspective um, because, as you know, I, I grew up in West Altadena, mm -hmm. uh, pretty diverse community. Um, I mean. I've I've seen uh, so many things in my lifetime, you know, and it's kind of like Groundhog Day. It's like the same thing over and over again. Like I, I recall the Rodney King, um, you know, situation, mm -hmm. and I was probably about twelve, thirteen years old. Still didn't quite have a concept of of uh, you know racism or what it meant, mm -hmm. and uh, and it, and it hit close to home because he he's from Altadena. You know, I do remember, you know, hearing that, like, oh, he's from Altadena. And then when you watch the video, you know, uh, which was tough to watch. And then you hear the officers try to justify what they did. Mm. You know, and like you said, it, it, it's it's like a, there's a certain playbook that, that these things, uh, the way they develop, you know, they'll, they'll try to assassinate uh, this person's character. Sure. Or they'll go back into their archives and, and bring up stuff that's not relevant to what we're seeing, mm -hmm. you know. And uh, I, mean, I remember the Rodney Keene uh, situation. They tried to say that he was driving like over 100 miles an hour on a Hyundai. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's why he me, should be stomped to death. 
even yeah. as like a 12 year old, yeah. you know, I was like, wait a second, like, are they trying to insult people's intelligence? Like, you're trying to tell me that he was driving at that speed in a Hyundai? Mm -hmm. um, and then, of course, right out of the playbook, you know, this is this is very typical. Oh, he was on PCP, mm -hmm. this and that. Well, Chappelle has yeah. a whole thing about just sprinkle some crack. Yeah, yeah. that was part, part, part of, you know, yeah. part of his uh, shtick, you know. And, uh, and then the, the fact of the matter is that it's it's become so redundant like we've seen this you know play out time after time and and you know what i i think i i'm really i'm just like so proud dude to see everyone out like you know protesting and it's just uh, like i think i think this time people aren't falling for it man like you mm -hmm. know you're not going to assassinate a man a man's character because uh, look no, nobody's perfect we all have our, you know our past you know and um it's always the same playbook you know it's 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 the same thing over and over again and uh i think i think people are woke uh, you know i think people now are are starting to understand you know and they can see through it they can see through the the lies so to speak well, like you said, it's happened over and over again, but, you know, to get to the special, a um, couple of things that jumped out to me was one uh, where he talked about uh, the fact that the Northridge earthquake mm -hmm. was 35 seconds long and he thought, you know, he was going to die where, you know, 846 is from how long they were kneeling on George Floyd's neck. And um, yeah. when you see, he talked about how hard and how difficult it was for him to watch that video. And it took him a long time to watch it. I'm the same way. When I see these type of stories come out, you see them and you kind of like put it in the box and you put it away. Because if you go down that rabbit hole, you're going to be extremely upset because oftentimes justice is not served. I mean, uh, Breonna Taylor's, you know, uh, killers still haven't been brought to justice. You know, um, and I was at Tamir Rice and on and on and on to where you're just kind of like all the stories kind of blend together. It's the same script. It's like black life gets murdered, gets taken. Everybody gets let off the hook or they get transferred to a different department, whatever it is. Like that's what the whole Black Lives Matter movement comes from, because it doesn't seem like the loss of a black life has any effect on our system. So I was kind of curious because. My emotions when seeing that video, I don't know if I've actually watched it all the way through. Like, I see what's going on. I hear the people screaming, stop, get off him. You hear he can't breathe. You hear him crying. You see the, the one police officer just standing trying to keep the crowd in. And you see the dude in his pockets. It's an infuriating video. So I was curious, one, what your thoughts were the first time you saw that video. I tried watching that video. Uh, I couldn't watch in its entirety, man. Because, mm. like you, like you said, when you see uh, the three other officers standing around with their hands in their pockets, mm. doing nothing, you know, and um, and 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 you can hear the the voices of bystanders saying, "Hey, get off of him! Like, check his pulse. He can't. He can't. You know, mm -hmm. he's, he's he's saying he can't breathe. You know, at, at one point he he's calling for his mother. Yeah." his deceased mother. Mm -hmm. uh, and I mean, I just don't understand how you can already have a man handcuffed on the ground and just 
completely just have just no 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 regard for his life. Just not at all. Just uh, yeah, I, I just can't. Yeah. I can't understand that. No, uh, it, it's frustrating. It's evil. It's you know, it's one of those things to where you look at that badge. You know, you look at those people, and you're just like, these are the. They're supposed to be at the highest standard of society. Like they're supposed to be the role models. They always say, don't look to athletes and celebrities. You should look to teachers. You should look to firemen. You should look to police officers. But then this is a perfect. There no. This is this is yeah. one. But there's so many examples of reason why we don't do that in our society. Uh, obviously, uh, we need some changes because um, how is it possible that you know? Uh, as a law student, for example, you have to uh, go to school eight years in order to learn to practice law. Mm-hmm. However, uh, to become a police officer, you just attend a police academy for six months. And after that, you're allowed to enforce it. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, these guys, um, I, I know that they have psychological tests, what have you. Not, not good but, enough. But not good enough. this guy slipped through the cracks. And it's not I'm, just I'm one guy. Lot, it's not just one guy. Guys. So, yeah. I, you know, when people bring up the bad apple theory, mm-hmm. I think we're starting to see that there is a bigger problem than, mm-hmm. <laughs> than people think there is. And, well, I mean, and it continues. I mean... Uh, just was, yesterday, right, with Rashard Brooks in Atlanta, Georgia, mm-hmm. uh, that whole situation, and it's just, and it, it just baffles me, right, that even with all the media attention mm-hmm. on the police, these things continue to happen. It's almost like they're oblivious or just deaf mute. You know, you would think that with all the eyes on them, mm-hmm. they would behave in a different manner or approach, you know, their job differently. But it doesn't seem to matter. It's almost like uh, systematically, this is well, what they do. Well, that's why they say it's a systemic problem, is because uh, Dave Chappelle mentioned, especially the black officer, who saw his you know female partner, you know, using excessive force and filed a complaint, and he ended up getting fired, which led to him kind of flipping out and going on the killing spree, which I don't justify. But it just shows that he tried to do things the right way. He saw his partner stepping out of line. And the system kicked him out. So, yeah, yeah, whether it's a bad apple theory, whether it's a systemic issue, the whole thing needs to be basically rebooted. Yeah. Because... I mean, you know, you're you're hearing the talk now of Mm -hmm. the big movement of defunding the police. Mm -hmm. I initially thought, are they going to entirely defund the police? Uh, But the way that it's been explained to me is... They're going to allocate um, some of the money that's going to be defunded to, for example, uh, having uh, psychologists when needed, or, mm-hmm. or, or you know, you because every situation is different, mm-hmm. and uh, some of these cops aren't—they're just not prepared. They're not prepared to for yeah. what they encounter, and it's obvious because these things always end up with someone dying. Yes. And, and, and so the problem is, is a lot of these police officers think that they are the judge and jury. Like, no, mm-hmm. your job, like our tax dollars are paying you to protect and serve. Mm-hmm. But it seems obvious that they're only protecting and serving certain population. Yeah, of course. And, and so that yeah. is where, you know, the problem lies. Um, another thing that stuck out, stuck out to me um, when Dave Chappelle was talking about Don Lemon calling yeah. out celebrities and asking them to speak up. 
And basically, Chappelle's response was like, the people streets are the are strongest talking. voice. The streets are talking. And I'm yeah. not trying to overshadow them. I want them to do their thing. He's like, you know, I always talk about, you know, you know, what's going on in, uh, you know, the social justice world in all of his comedy specials. So it's like right now I'm letting them do their thing. He's like, he even said it like the young people who are marching and doing their protesting, doing everything they're doing. They're driving the car. I'm in the back seat, and I trust them and they're doing a great job. So I'm curious what your thoughts are on do you think, uh, it is, do you want to hear from celebrities? Do you think they owe us to speak out? Like, where do you stand? Is it like their, is it their responsibility to kind of speak out on things like this? I mean, yeah, I think uh, there's a time and place for everything. I mean, yeah, obviously uh, celebrities have a big influence in society, mm-hmm. probably more than they should, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, but as Dave Chappelle uh, mentioned, um, this is a grassroots movement, like it's the streets. It's not going to be a celebrity that's going to lead the way. Uh, this is this is something that you know is coming from you know, a grassroots movement. I mean, it's it, 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 yeah, of course, celebrities can help, mm-hmm. right? Monetarily, they you know they they can they can help uh, the movement, but at, at the end of the day, it's 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 the people on the street that mm-hmm. you know. Have to push for 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 reform for law, law reform. No. Yeah, for me, it's funny. People put celebrities up on a pedestal because they see them on TV or they see them on YouTube, and they kind of elevate them yeah. to being like more than the average person. Yeah, like what 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 does Ja Rule think about this? Right, like Dave Chappelle, like, like yeah, like Dave Chappelle said, but like, man, some of them aren't equipped to handle something like this. Just because you're a great actor or athlete or singer or, you know, a great artist doesn't mean you're, you know, Martin Luther King or Malcolm X. It doesn't mean, and and part of the issue too is, let's say you're a celeb and you come out and make a statement. There's going to be people who are going to cheer you and there's going to be people who are against you. There's also going to be people who are saying, like, that was cool, but you didn't do enough. Or they'll go back into your past 10 years and be like, well, what about what you said at this point in time? It contradicts this. So it is a really touchy subject. If you're a, a, you know, a person of celebrity, you have to choose your, very, your words very carefully in this climate. And um, I think that if it's in your heart to speak out and it's something you're passionate about, go ahead and do it. Like, I, I don't care. I don't look to music artists. You know, to kind of tell me what I should think on certain issues. Is it cool to hear from them? It's like, damn, yeah, like I support you even more. It's cool. But then also, it's hard to judge. Is that coming from an authentic place? Right. Are they doing it right now? Because everybody's doing it. Like the NFL now is coming out making a statement about, you know, how they're with, you know, the Black Lives Matter movement when they kicked the dude out. uh, uh, What four years ago? So disingenuous. Right. Who was taking a knee because he wanted. Uh, a police reform when it comes because police brutality had gotten out of control. So yeah, I'm, I'm glad you brought up the NFL too because mm-hmm. you know there's this whole notion that uh, but was it Coach Big Fangio who uh, I don't even know who he coaches, uh, but anyhow college he, or oh uh, no he's a, he's a pro, Denver, pro coach Denver pro, I think it's Denver yeah Denver Broncos was matter, that the one that said like racism wasn't a thing exactly okay yeah yeah he said that it was a meritocracy in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But the uh, fact of the matter is that the NFL had to implement a rule, the Rooney rule, yes, because they were not giving opportunities to minorities. Right. So how can you say that the NFL is... Because he didn't see it personally. <laughs> he figured that's the way it was everywhere else, which is ignorant. Again, ignorance, yeah. of, you know, uh, just oblivious to what's yeah. going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and NFL has even gone as far as to, at this point incentivizing teams mm-hmm. you know just to at least give other people opportunities mm-hmm. you know and um so again like you said it's just sheer ignorance yeah uh, just people are just oblivious i don't know i i don't understand how you can live in a society and just be so oblivious to what's well, going on well, around they're not you. oblivious they just they just don't believe it they don't believe it's as bad as people say it is if they don't see it personally, a lot of people yeah. are like this. If it doesn't affect you personally, you don't think it's that real. It's the same thing with, with COVID-19. Yeah. If it's not really, you know how many people I've talked to? Do you know how many officers, former officers, people like that who are like, I think it's a hoax. I don't think it's real. You know, da, da, da. so same thing when it comes to systemic racism. Is it really that bad? We don't know what happened before the cops beat that man to death or shot that homeless person to death or choked that lady out. You know what I'm saying? Or yeah. shot that kid. We don't know what happened beforehand. I mean, we don't I, know what, they, what, what what kind of damage that toy gun could have done. I, I understand a certain level of skepticism. <laughs> you know, we all have. Uh, you know, we're all skeptical. But at a certain point... Um, you know, when you look at the numbers, right? We've had more than a hundred thousand people who have died, mm-hmm. and if you still believe it's a hoax, uh, I mean, yes. I don't know what look, man. To they tell don't. You. Though, these are the type of people that don't believe in facts. They just whatever is convenient for them. That's what they're rooting for. Period. Yeah, and a lot of the times it, it's it's rooted in you know. A certain faction of, of politics, whether it's left or right, and it, it almost becomes people get so lost in, in in you know whether they're left or right, Republican or Democrat, that they cease to think for themselves. You know, mm-hmm. you, you I mean, you, the world is so you know so much bigger than that than, than just you know uh, basing your opinion on what your political party thinks. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, you got to look at facts, you know, and it's, it's just, that's the problem, man. People get so caught up with, mm-hmm. you know, their politics that they're not able to look beyond that, look beyond that, you know? For sure. Like I said, I don't really like, I'm not too deep into politics because I don't think it's genuine. I don't think it's authentic. People treat politics like they treat their sports teams. Like they're going to root for this party, this person, no matter what they do. Period, because that's their team, that's their side, and I think it's sad that that's what the kind of like the how the world is right now. Um, but you know, just to get back to Chappelle, yeah. I gotta say, like I enjoyed the special. Um, it's always good to hear from him. Like he said, like I think people want to hear from me because what? they tell I tell the truth. What What did you think uh, about uh, his social commentary on is it Candace Owens the Articulate idiot as he re- see. I didn't. Re- I didn't even really bother researching mm-hmm. who Candace Owens was. Um, but like, do so, you know who she? Yeah, is? she. She. Uh, she's uh, uh, far right. Um, she's African American woman okay. uh, who essentially, um, you know, is the mouthpiece to 
try to uh, get the the black vote, you know, and get the uh, black vote for I'm for Donald Trump. I was assuming for the Senate yeah, party. Okay. yeah. But uh, as Dave Chappelle said, you know, he would hate to have her job because, mm. um, I mean, to vote against your own best interests, yeah, uh, to to get people to vote against their best interests. Mm-hmm. Um, good luck with that. People do it all the time. People vote against their best interests all the time because they. For stupid things, whether it's religious reasons, whether it's just because they don't like the liberal agenda, even though it benefits them, they still are kind of, they're stuck in their beliefs. And it's, it's unfortunate. It's like a lot of people are extremists are on one side or the other. But uh, yeah, back to what Chappelle was saying, he was like, I mean, it is good to hear from him. Like, I don't, ex- I don't think he owes us. He didn't owe us this special. Like the dude Don Lemon or whatever calling yeah. him out to speak out on him, but like this was yeah. on his heart. This yeah, what I he think he do. he just needed to get this off his chest, you know. And it wasn't like you said; it wasn't because Don Lemon right. was calling out celebrities. Right. Uh, I mean, you know, Dave Chappelle has always tackled um, all the issues. He doesn't mm-hmm. shy away from it. He, you know, he he tackles the big elephant in the room. Yeah. Um, that's what makes him, you know, the most important comedian. Yeah, I mean, one thing that does bug me is if you like anything that gets released, this is what I mean with celebrity is certain people have come out and criticized Chappelle's special um, talking about, well, he didn't mention Breonna Taylor or he didn't mention, you know, uh, black trans lives and he didn't mention this. He didn't mention that. And this is like, all right, like this is what bugs me the most is you got people all moving in one direction and then you got people within that movement start making it about their own things and own agendas, and then you start bickering amongst each other. Well, well you didn't mention this, and you didn't mention that. Like, look, yeah. it's all for the same cause. We're all moving Absolutely. in the same direction. We don't need to start criticizing yeah. each other in how we're bringing attention to this cause. Everybody's yeah. doing it in their own way. We're doing the, it in our own yeah. way with the podcast. You know, we can't, you can't hit uh, every address topic. everything. Yeah, because if you were to stand up there and mention every name, I mean... That's going to be, what, a three-hour uh, show? And, and that's a sad um, in itself that off the top of your dome, you can't mention every single atrocity so many. that has happened. So many. Just in recent memory. Yeah. Just know? in the past couple weeks. Yes. It's hard to keep up. It's, it, my mom asked me about something the other day about, I don't know if it was something in Atlanta. There's a bunch of people getting hung from trees going in different cities and stuff. Palmdale. Yeah, and I'm just kind of They ruled like, it a suicide. Yeah, but and I'm just like... I don't know. I don't even... I don't... I'll get to that when I get to that, but it's hard to, man, wrap your head around all this stuff and still yeah. function. We almost become desensitized to it. It's, it, it, it's, you know, it's become the norm, you but, know, yes. and, and that's just. So that's my, my thing is if somebody comes out with a message and they're talking about one thing or other, that's a part of the cause. If you want to bring attention to something else, you use whatever platform you have to do it. Don't criticize somebody else. Because what Dave is doing is, look, man, that's what's in his heart, and he's trying to do something positive. But this is why celebrities don't do this kind of thing, because it, inevitably there's some type of backlash yeah. from somebody. And he thankfully, doesn't. Dave is not letting that stop him. Oh, he but, doesn't. He doesn't But care. I could see why other celebrities don't do that, because they're not Dave Chappelle. So they yeah. got to protect whatever image they have and kind of silently work behind the scenes. But people, if we're moving yeah. in the same direction, if it's for a good cause, shut the fuck up. That's how yeah, I feel. Yeah, I, uh, I second that. Well, shit, man. You know, the special was only about 27 minutes. 
I'm not gonna make this much longer than the special. So hey, uh, thank you guys for joining us. You can reach the, you can download the podcast, stream it on all the platforms: Apple, Google, Spotify, all that kind of stuff. Uh, thank you for joining us, and till next time, talk to you later.